Hello and welcome to Butterfly Blessings, the podcast where we share life experiences and divine inspirations. I'm your host, Coach Marsha Garner Collins, and today we'll be discussing good grief, the journey from grief to gratitude. So I am excited because I have a special guest today, Coach Karen Thomas. She's an amazing woman of God. She's an ordained minister. She's a public speaker and she's a professional life coach. She is the owner of Butterflies Must Fly Professional Life Coach, LLC. So I welcome Coach Karen and thank you so much for joining me today. Good morning. How are you doing? And thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's a blessing for us to have you. I know it's going to be good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) So I want to start off by actually asking you, even though I gave you a brief introduction, I would like to ask you to kind of introduce yourself and to share a little bit about your background. Exactly who is Coach Karen? And I'm going to have to say, I love the name of your business, and I'm kind of curious, too, (laughs) about the story behind that. So tell us a little bit about who is Coach Karen? Well, you've given me such a great introduction. Um, There's a lot of layers of Coach Karen, I mean, but uh, for the most part, um, I am a retired law enforcement officer. Um, I served as a correction officer for 25 years in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, retired in 2013 and went on to full ministry and got my ordination in 2017. And ever since then, it's just been uh, full ministry ahead. And as far as the name of my business, that was given to me in a dream. Uh, God gave it to me in the vision and I held on to the, the title because I didn't quite know what I was going to do with it. I was like, butterflies may fly, must fly. Like, what does that mean? Although I internally, I knew what it meant, but I knew that there was a purpose for me to have, uh, to hold on to the name. I just didn't know what direction it would be going. So here we are now. Um, it is now my life coach name and anything else that falls up under my business. Oh, that is amazing. So you have a a, a <clears throat> wonderful background. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and jump on into the topic here. Like I said, our topic is good grief. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, that topic came for me like you think about Charlie Brown, how they always say good grief, Charlie Brown. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, but we know that grief and loss can be a heavy topic. Yes. But I kind of want us to kind of approach it with compassion and understanding and even um, on the light side, uh, you know, amidst our circumstances, because we live in a world now where I see so many of our younger generation experiencing a lot more death, not Mm -hmm. just by natural causes of death, but by things like traumatic loss and mm-hmm. you know killing suicide you know and these type of things impact not only families but it impacts our community so right. just thinking kind of what are some of your thoughts on this topic of grief and how it impacts our lives today well i think one of the things um is get, 
it's make, making sure we identify what that grief is. Oftentimes, grief can come in many forms, as you stated. Um, grief can come from not having enough money to pay your bills. You know, grief can come from not having a place to stay, being homeless. Grief doesn't just come from a death, which we uh, relate to that because that's the word that we always have heard around death. But grief can come from many facets of life, broken hardness, um, our children not you know, maintaining a, a lifestyle that, that is pleasing to God or just, you know, being fruitful, you know. So with that, I think we have to identify what that grief is and pull from that area and try to develop a plan to for that healing. Because healing, you know, it takes time and grief takes time. Oh, that's amazing because it kind of brushes off into my next question. Mm, all right, all right. Hey, we, the I see you. We on we out of eye. <laughs> but you know, you kind of spoke a little bit about grief and loss that is not always associated with death because a lot of times even people can have like compound losses. And I've yes. experienced that in my life where yes. you know I've lost a job, I lost my husband to divorce, mm-hmm. you know, I lost my home because I lost my job. And then, you know, basically I was homeless. I mean, you think yeah. of homelessness as the people out on the street, but if you're an adult and you don't have your own place where you paying your bills, even at you at your mama's house with your kids, still you you're homeless. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and you have to do other things to um, you know find placement because the thing is I was at a point in my life where I had to um, look for another job you know I had kids that were dependent on me even though they were a little older they weren't younger kids and I ended mm-hmm. up that's how I ended up in Florida Wow! Um, I was going through a divorce and, 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 and all that during the same time that I lost my place mm-hmm. um, so you know with that just you know explaining that how you know, with compound grief, you can have so many multiple things that like, hey, somebody stole my car. Oh, <laughs> so, so you, had a, you had a plethora of things yes, going on. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And, and, you know, and that is something that, you know, I wanted to say just going and thinking about that and thinking right. about my life and others that maybe experienced these types of grief and compound things at one time. Mm-hmm. How can we find gratitude in the midst of those types of griefs and loss? And it, is there such a thing that's possible? Absolutely. Absolutely. When you think about things that you've overcome, when we're in the, the valley of grief, when we're in the valley of issues and problems, we can't see the mountaintop yet because we want the mountaintop quick, right? So the, the victory comes when you're in the valley because then that's where you're, you're, you're able to really seek God for, and I'm bringing into the spirituality of that for those who are spiritual, are saved, and, and those who are not, you still should find some type of solace, some type of peace that you can lean in and trust that you're gonna come you get, you know, you're going to get over that situation that you were once in. So I think the gratitude of it is that you were able to come out of it, that we were able to come out of it, and that we can look back on the last situation when we approach a new situation and learn that 
you know, whatever we go through, it is a lesson. It is for us to learn. It is for us to heal. If we don't take that approach, then we will be stuck in that same insecurity mode when God is trying to move us to better. So the gratitude is that one, it didn't kill us, right? <laughs> you <know>? Yes, yes. <laughs> it, may, it, it may have inter- it may have spiritually did some little damage or what have you, but as long as we're you know able to wake up and breathe and, and see our being, that we're able to move forward and appreciate that God gave us another opportunity to get it right because we're fallible creatures and we're not going to always get it right. But in order for us to move forward and to see what it is God has for our life, then we have to be appreciative of how he brought us through it because you don't have a testimony if you haven't gone through anything. Yes, yes. So, you know, with me, I mean, that kind of brings me to, you know, with thinking about what you were talking about when you were speaking about finding a light in the midst of our circumstances. Sometimes it, it it's hard when you're in the middle of it, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, I, sometimes I have a funny loving silly personality even when things are crazy and I think I think some of that is a part of stress too you know how sometimes you laugh in appropriate times but it's like Mm -hmm. a stress reliever right right. so with that you know many times we use the words happiness and joy and we use it interchangeably and you know I kind of think that there's kind of a difference I think that you can have both but Mm -hmm. you know happiness is something that is fleeting it can kind of come and go it's kind of what true. I, I think you That's know true. but joy is something joy. like with so many different yes. trials yes. and things that I've been yes. through in my life joy is something that I find that I have even if, if I'm in my worst of times people mm-hmm. usually can't tell you right. know because I can leave it whether I'm going to work I can leave it at the door you know mm-hmm. or somebody mm-hmm. else is going through something I can mm-hmm. forget about my troubles for that time to kind of reach out and help somebody else right absolutely you know? so I mean like for me it's like joy is it's just that inner thing on the inside being just content with the good the bad and the ugly circumstances oh, yes. of life oh, yes. but you know it it has taken a while for me to get through that point with so many uh, battles and being bruised and beaten, you know, and sometimes mm-hmm. for those that are struggling and they just can't see mm-hmm. the light, mm-hmm. what what kind of uh, insight or advice would you have for them so they can walk into that spiritual side of mm-hmm. life, the things that God has intended for them, even with their loss mm-hmm. or their grief. Yeah. yeah, great, great, great question. Um, I would suggest whether whether you are a follower of Christ or you are not, because at the end of the day, God has given us um, counsel. He has given those who are in positions professionally to give us wise counsel. So I would always offer um, mental health counseling. A lot of times we get a little away back from that because of whatever society has placed on us, whether it's community and culture. So I would say seek someone professionally to speak to. That is confidentiality. There are a lot of resources out there that can help us along the way if we just seek that help. 
if you are a believer, of course, pray. You know, we 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 put that first, but also with prayer comes wisdom. And because God has given us those who are professionally trained to help us get through some things through counseling, um, I think that will also help as well. So at the end of the day, seeking God in prayer, uh, seeking counsel, if you choose to do that, seek someone that you can talk with, whether it's a professional person or someone that you in, in your in your your tribal that can that you can trust to um, release some of the things that you need to release. Also, I have found, Marsha, um, journaling, you know, oftentimes when you write something down, you can actually see it. You can actually see the healing. You can feel the healing. And it helps because now you're putting things, your thoughts on paper. And sometimes it makes more sense to do that. You can speak it out loud. You know, we, we oftentimes seek for some type of knowledge and wisdom. But when we write things down, and I know this has helped me many times, I actually see what I'm feeling. So I'm able to move forward in that space. So I hope that makes sense. It does. It does. And journaling, uh, I'm one that journals. I don't journal every day. Um, sometimes, you know, God may give me something particular with a word or a scripture mm-hmm. that I, I write down and then I right, go back right. and study it. <laughs> and then I write a little bit more. But it's interesting to go back sometimes and see what when you were going through certain things, what your mm-hmm. thought process That's was right. at that time. So mm-hmm. with that, <laughs> my next question is, can you think about a personal life experience where you yourself found that you were going through um, a period of grief or loss where if thinking back to maybe the younger you, what mm. different advice what advice would you give that younger you about that situation you were going through wow (laughs) (laughs) so much advice i would give little karen (laughs) But, but i think you know overall i would tell her to just trust and believe god in all things um, and to know that God is love and that he loves you uh, and that he has a great future for you. If you just stay still and hear him, be patient. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> but for the most part, that would be the beginning of things I would tell her. And I think that's kind of sums it up. But yes, I would definitely um, tell her to just stay encouraged and trust and believe who you are um because god got you yes that's some good advice because one thing about it is like you know even you know me now a lot of things that you know maybe my mother told me or grandmother Mm -hmm. or somebody else told me you don't see it at the time but Mm -hmm. you know or don't think that it's so bad that you will never make it through it but Mm -hmm. the thing about it trouble don't last always absolutely absolutely and and that's the blessing in it in the in the the god that we serve and of course Mm -hmm. i know everyone you know people have different cultures and different beliefs you know but a lot of times some people are more spiritual and I'll say I'm more spiritual person than I am a religious religious right person, you know? correct correct and um 
but uh that was an amazing answer to that question <laughs> well thank you absolutely and you know I, I was thinking about the these the stages of grief right yes. um um, literature says that there are seven stages of grief. You know, we have the shock of it, um, feelings of shock that's, you know, we try to avoid. We have the denial, um, denying that something actually happened and that we're going through a grief, we're going through that that theme. Then we have the anger that falls into that. Um, bargaining with ourselves and with others, it all falls into that denial. And then, which also trickle down to depression. Um, oftentimes, depression is not always what we see that we can identify yes. people with. Sometimes that depression is inward, and we can be functional in that space. And then the acceptance and hope as we go through that grief to get to the processing of grief. So I think it's important that we can, I going back to the statement earlier that we identify that grief because grief can really it can it, it can create a sickness in us right yeah and i think spiritually it can kill us you know um in that space not not literally but i think spiritually if you're in darkness um you can't see that light that can bring you out of it so it's important to identify that thing that we grieve and work through it one step at a time, but work through it. Don't stay there. Don't yeah. stay in the valley too long, you know, because, you know, we know the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. Yeah. And anytime he has our mind, it'll, you know, uh, um, he'll try to tell us what, who we are. And we forget who God says who we are. Right. So we have to stay in that space of making sure we have positive people, encouraging people in our lives. Yes. You know, and Karen, I deal so much with the youth since I mentor. Correct. Yeah. So what I see and even my grandchildren, what mm -hmm. I see a lot of times is it seem like, you know, as far as going through the grief stages, and I don't know if it has to do with them still developing themselves and mm -hmm. their understanding being different, but sometimes they get seem to get stuck or, mm -hmm. or go back instead of advancing forward or mm -hmm. like getting stuck in that stage of depression and you're seeing, you know, kids that are more so down on themselves or get into more things like, you know, releasing stress by cutting, mm -hmm. you Absolutely. know. Um, and things of that nature. So um, would you say that for, you know, I, I don't know how much you, you know, deal with youth mm -hmm. or the young people mm -hmm. with, with them that it would be a little bit different? Because I think sometimes as parents, we don't always pick up on those things, right. you know. Right. Sometimes we think they're attention sinking or other things. But I can tell <clears> even, <throat> even my oldest granddaughter, I think she went to, um, a young person's funeral the other day and this is like maybe the third one that I know of mm -hmm. you know and that if that's a friend that's something that has to be traumatic you know to keep going through and going through because you still correct grieve right absolutely absolutely yeah with kids it's always that thing of not getting the natural response that we will have between adults because kids sometimes, in some cases, not all, 
will go inward in their feelings, especially when they don't fully understand what is happening before them. And it can affect them in different ways. Um, and they will succumb sometimes to um, to do things that is out of the ordinary that they do. Um, they can become depressed, of course. They can become um, a little aggravated, um, a little disrespectful, all of the things that are on the negative side. But I think one of the important things is to always have the communication open and having them uh, in a safe space that they can express their feelings without us telling them, this is how you feel, this is what you gotta expect. Allow them to speak so they can you can hear them, hear their heart. Because oftentimes with kids and with young people, they really just want someone to hear them. Yes. But if we're continually to throw our generational things on them, <laughs> you know, yes. all the things, you know, then they, they will shy away from that. So if we give them the space to, to express themselves, it opens up that door for that wisdom that we have, that they can then be receptive of that. So I think being very intentional paying attention to their behavior, paying attention to those things that um, they have, um, that they, they've changed, you know, just in their everyday life, what they eat, what they say, who they're talking to, um, all of those things that we may see but not pay attention to, that's, those are the things that we need to pay closely attention when they're doing things that's not the ordinary not the habit of their lives each and every day. Even in the way they speak, if you yes. hear a change of their language, and I'm not talking about profanity, but just their language, that also is a sign that there's something that is going wrong. Also, because social media is pretty much their guide, <laughs> their, their guidance yes. right now. Um, if they shut down their social medias and they're not on there, something is going on. They are withdrawing. And I think even in the quarantine, really quick, there was uh, a, a friend of mine that um, expressed that about their daughter who was always on um, social media. And she realized that during, during the quarantine, the pandemic, um, she withdrew. And that gave us a uh, you know, warning sign because then she had to talk with her daughter more to understand what's going on. But what happened was her daughter became depressed. Mm -hmm. And you're talking about a high school kid who was very popular and was used to activities and doing things, but now you're in the house, you can't do much. You can't socialize with your friends. So they had to walk through that. So those are some of the things I would suggest that we pay attention to with our kids um, because um, they're trying to pull the layers back of all of the things that they're seeing in the world that they don't fully understand. And that grief, especially when they see death after death, it can you know, bring a multitude of feelings and if we don't allow them to express it, sometimes it compounds where it can go so far inward until it's kind of hard to, you know, break through that, that concrete, so. Yeah, 
and as you were speaking on that one thing that I was thinking about also <clears throat> that I have seen is he is expressing anger like they're angry mm. about everything they're acting mm-hmm. about about everything and just sometimes um the younger generation of parents deal with things a little bit differently mm-hmm. uh and I think sometimes avoidance is easier <laughs> um yeah. or so they think but yes. there, there's usually a deeper problem going on because I think like just like when we were mentioning compound losses and compound grief you know yes. and, and a lot of them growing and they have their hormones going on they're changing they're developing and they just don't know how to handle or cope right right absolutely you know so but um so I have one last question Oh wow! <laughs> One last question. We was having hey, too I much can, fun. Come up with some more. <laughs> Time flies when you have fun, right? We yeah, we are. This is amazing conversation. This is absolutely amazing. Yes. So the the last question that I have for you is, and we kind of talked about a little bit, uh, a little bit of this already. Because you've already offered some, you know, advice and comforting information, but um, I'm gonna ask you this instead. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, do you have like a comforting quote or scripture or encouragement that you would give someone that is dealing with grief and loss? Mm. Do you have a go-to, you know? <laughs> Yeah, um, as you were saying that, I was thinking of um, Ephesians. Uh, let me get the scripture right, but Ephesians uh, four thirty. Okay. And it says, "And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you are sealed for the day of redemption." And it goes further into thirty, verse thirty-one. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and even speaking, evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And that, for me, that just states that going back to a lot of things we spoke earlier, if we're allowing all of these type of emotions to play into our hearts and that we hold on to the anger, we hold on to the bitterness and all of the things we start speaking evil and starts being negative, we can never get through that security because all of it is insecurity, right? And when we, we're in that insecurity space, we can't grow, we can't see it because our production, it, it becomes that procrastination. When we procrastinate, there's no production been there done that <laughs> you know yeah, so yeah. I speak from experience pro- pro- procrastination does not give us production so we have to make sure that we're in that space where we can we can pull through it because it's not easy right it's not right. easy when we go through things oftentimes we really don't want to hear no positive things at the moment I mean, let's be real serious about that. Exactly. When you when you lose a lo- loved one and you lose your job or things, you don't want to hear all of that positive, this and that. But it's okay to go through that process. I often tell, um, share with people, when you grieve, walk through it. Walk yes. through the anger. Walk yes. through the pain. 
don't hold that thing in. If you feel like, feel like shouting and swinging at the air, do that. Because mm. then you're releasing all of that energy that is going to, that, that can possibly weigh you down. So if you're able to push through that, you'll be able to see a, a better light in a different light. So that's just one of the scriptures, verses that I can share um, with you and with your audience at this time. Um, and also just create that space so God can speak to your heart. Yes, yes, that was an amazing scripture. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> thank you so much, Karen, for joining thank us you. today. Oh and just, oh my gosh, sharing your amazing, inspiring thoughts. One more thing before we wrap up. Can you please mm-hmm. tell the listeners how they can reach Coach Karen for supportive services? Okay. Yeah, you can reach me. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to remember my, my Instagram. But right now, you can reach me. My phone number is 904-449-2732. You can reach me at thom6344 at Gmail dot com you can also go on my website butterflies must fly um life coaching website you can reach me you can send me a comment you can send a request or what have you and i would definitely reach back out to you so i'm still working through this this social media thing coach marshall so you know. <laughs> but yes, I, the, the quickest way right now is to call. <laughs> all right, all right. And you're located in what area? I'm located in Charlotte, North Carolina. But you so offer I, virtual, do you offer virtual I, services? Yes, I offer virtual services as well as in person, but definitely being in a different state, virtual um, online is definitely welcome. Oh, amazing. Thank you so much for joining you're us today welcome. on Butterfly Blessings, the podcast. Thank you our listeners for listening in with our conversation with coach Karen Thomas so our topic today was good grief so remember the tips that she gave you are not alone there's a wealth of support out there you know to help you on your healing journey as you walk to finding gratitude so be inspired and I hope that you find joy and healing so be sure to tune in with us next time on Butterfly Blessings, the podcast. I hope you have an amazing day. And always remember, you were given wings to fly. All right. Be blessed. Bye.